0: Hello and welcome to Love Signals. My name is Michaela McDonald and I will be your host as we continue on this journey of exploring all the ways that love is sending signals to us and through us. You guys, it's episode 29. It's getting pretty excited. And I have had some juicy epiphanies lately. The first one I want to start with came from a beautiful conversation I was having with my partner, Dylan. And we talk about love signals all the time. We talk about a lot of things. And love signals often comes up because, if this wasn't clear already, it's kind of my philosophy for life, right? And I find it useful and I find it inspiring and uplifting and like it brings more beauty and meaning to my life. So there I was living my life, thinking about love signals. And I realized that, how do I want to summarize this? It's this idea that the heart can be a meeting place for the divine and our self, like my consciousness and the divine can convene, can commune in my heart. If I'm connected to my heart, that's where messages from God will find me. And I loved this idea of the heart being like a meeting place for that deep, most profound connection that we have with something beyond us, with something that created us, with something that breathes life and energy into every moment of every day. And it felt like a cool, nuanced play on the idea of following your heart. Right. And I think it was actually based on thinking about that more and talking about that more. Wow. Yeah. Following your heart. It's like, well, what are you even following? What's there? What are the messages that reside in our heart when we do listen to it? And it reminds me of almost like a, people talk about like picking up the phone, the big phone to God, you know, and it feels kind of like that to me. Um, and thinking more about The Alchemist, it's so interesting. I feel like I read that book and I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. It's profound. People love it. But I was kind of like, I just, I, I had read it once before years ago and I was like, eh, you know, I, th- I think that's kind of the downside of hyping things up is that sometimes when people do experience them, oh, don't mind the wind, it's very windy here today if you hear it, that's what's that's what's happening there. Um it's windy and it was rainy earlier. I have more to share about that. That's fun. Um, but yeah, when we hype things up and then when – or other people hype things up and then we experience it, sometimes the experience is like, huh, I don't know if it is living up to the hype, so to speak. Or maybe we go and be more, I don't know, hypercritical. I don't know. But the point is I am enjoying the fact that I'm feeling very touched by the book The Alchemist and – I think in a way, maybe the initial time I read it, my expectations were super high and therefore it kind of didn't land super profoundly. And this time my expectations were low because I was like, it wasn't memorable. (laughs) And so I'm, I'm cherishing savoring it and, and really noticing how that story is impacting me and the preciousness of this boy, this shepherd, going on this whole journey because he f- he's listening to his heart, basically, and all these steps along the journey where it kind of doesn't make sense and it seems like he's getting derailed and he's not he's not getting what he set out to get. But then kind of once he gets what he expected to get, once he finally finds his treasure, basically, he realizes that the treasure was in the journey, which sounds kind of cliche, but it's so well told, it's so well demonstrated, and it really shows, in a way for me, this the beauty of this dance that we can have with life and with kind of feeling guided by our hearts and the way that we don't really understand why things happen when they do. And maybe retrospectively we can understand it and we can see the beauty and we can feel that gratitude and the richness of it all. But sometimes when it's happening, we're like, why is this happening? <laughs> and so there's this sense that I get when I think about that of feeling reassured that even when we may not understand, we may not be in on it, right, in every moment of the unfolding of our lives, but there is there is meaning. There are messages coming through in all those moments. And I find for myself, the more I can listen to my heart, not only do I feel more anchored and grounded and kind of reassured throughout the sometimes choppy waters of life, sometimes very smooth and graceful waters of life, but I also feel, right, so I feel soothed, that's what I said, but I also feel kind of this like excited, sparkly anticipation of, of wonder and, and openness and And I also feel strong. I feel brave. I feel willing to keep showing up and keep choosing to listen to my heart, which ties into our last episode. So speaking of water, I know I was using that analogy of the waters of life. The love letter I want to read to you all today, which I'll read now, is um, from March 26, 2021. And this was a time where – I think I was learning what archipelago meant, and so I chose to include that word in this love letter, which is really fun to me. And to my understanding, to my memory, archipelago means like a collection of islands. So Japan and the surrounding islands is an archipelago. Greece has so many islands associated with that country, and so that's an archipelago too. And I just it just is such a cool word to me. So, uh, And it feels like it describes this idea of You know, there's land, there's places you can inhabit, but then there's so much water around it, it's a bunch of little islands speckled across a watery landscape. So, here we are. My dear heart, tempests and havens coexist within the waters, archipelagos, and vast landscapes of your world. Your inner landscape is full of beauty and dynamism. And I treasure it all so much. May you feel the support of my love, no matter where you go, inside or outside." (laughs) And I love this idea of having an internal landscape. I do think that, you know, people love to travel, people love to go across different landscapes and be in different environments. And I also know that there are vast landscapes that exist within us, within our minds and hearts and memories and daydreams. And I've always liked the idea of, you know, my heart, my, my soul is a many-watered landscape. All the things that water can do. It can be marshlands, it can be rivers, it can be oceans, it can be streams and ponds, and it can be a a low-hanging mist over rolling hills. It can be puffy clouds in, in a dry desert sky. So I love the idea of water and all the ways it can take shape and take form. And many traditions really associate water as the symbol of emotions. I think even in certain forms of dream interpretation, water represents mother. It can also represent I believe. And I think it can also represent emotions and um, our relationship with our emotions. And so I know in various love letters, I played with that idea. I played with that theme. I played with those symbols. And I could feel the satisfaction of using symbols of water. It's like the aspects of me, maybe the more subconscious aspects of me that really are satisfied by symbols, felt seen, felt described, as I described them as mists or clouds or waterfalls or raging torrential downpours, you know, whatever it might be. So it's kind of fun to think about that. And speaking of water and rain, today was a glorious day in the desert where it rained. It rained basically all day. It stopped now. It's still a little blustery out there. But I had the most beautiful experience of seeing a rainbow that arched all the way across the sky to the, I believe it was to the northwest. Yeah, because it was morning. So the sun was kind of in the southeast. And um, it was so beautiful. I just, I could hardly stand it. And I have my daily morning ritual of walking and I tap while I walk because I love tapping, EFT tapping. If you haven't heard me talk about this before on the podcast, it's a really cool technique. I recommend you all look into it. It's a wonderful way to tend to your emotions, to uplift your spirits, to release stress, to release pain. It's it's just incredible. It's incredible. So, I I work for the tapping solution as my main job, and I just I absolutely love tapping. And uh I tap every day. So there I was doing my morning tapping and walk because I like to walk while I tap. And this rainbow was just, it was out of control. It was just gorgeous. And it was kind of cool because it started off rather faint, but then it's like the clouds started getting darker, the sun got brighter. It was like really interesting. Part of the sky was probably just one big glowing sun. wasn't wasn't as cloudy in that area. And then it was dark and stormy kind of near the rainbow. And so it started to get brighter from the contrast and it started to glow more and more. And then next thing I knew, I could see both ends of the rainbow and I could see another rainbow on top of it, that kind of faint, almost like if a rainbow had a halo is how I think of the double rainbow. And it was just so beautiful and I, it was very cold and the there was this kind of misty rain whipping around me and I stayed out there for probably 10, 15 minutes doing my tapping and walking and just feeling so much joy every time I'd do a lap around the yard and I'd get to face the the rainbow again and, and just see it and just feel like, wow, that, there's something about weather events like a rainbow that really stops me and makes me think life is precious this is a, this is amazing like it feels like a miracle it feels kind of wild that that happens at all and i know that there's very specific you know optic um light spectrum bendy magic <laughs> prism things happening that create a rainbow and i think it's so cool that humans have had such a love of life that we've studied it so in depth that we can explain how a rainbow happens and I also think the fact that those very technical things exist at all is miraculous and amazing and it's just it just makes me smile and makes me feel grateful and uh, and delighted like it almost feels like a childlike enthusiasm that I feel for all of that. <laughs> so I got to be around a rainbow today and I already love rain. I was already delighted that it was going to rain, and then it just was like beyond a cherry on the top. And as you know, or maybe you're learning, I really see moments like that as love signals, as these signs from life, from our own hearts, from the vast love that created all of us, that, hey, I'm glad you're here. Hey, love is here. Hey, Maybe there's even more love and magic than you realized. So it was a it was a good morning. <laughs> and I'm just so enjoying really savoring that feeling that I'm left with from that rainbow. So reflecting a little bit more on this love letter that I read to you all. I think so often in my love letters to myself, I was trying to acknowledge the unconditionality of the love that I felt for myself, that I feel for myself. You know, this idea of tempests and and havens coexist within the waters and vast landscapes of your world, of this idea that there are storms and there are places where you're sheltered from the storm, a haven, a safe haven. And to me, haven always has reminded me of the word heaven, so I think it kind of feels like that's like maybe even beyond just a safe haven, it's like a really yummy place to be too. So there's stormy places, there's yummy places, there's so many different aspects to that internal landscape. And I like thinking of my internal world, the thoughts, the feelings, the you know misguided beliefs, the emotions the different energy levels the all of it i like thinking of that as a landscape because i appreciate all the variety of landscapes that exist in life and so it feels like it shifts things out of being bad and good and into more just a an emphasis on the beauty of variety and that i think of the vast world and everything that exists in the world especially landscape wise. And, and I feel this warm curiosity to know all the landscapes that exist on this planet and to appreciate the uniqueness of each one. And so I I love, I think that's part of why I love that metaphor of seeing my internal world as a landscape that has so much variety because then it's not that there's any part that's going on inside that's wrong. There just might be parts that maybe need some some light or some some extra love and some some attention. So I encourage you all to play with that, even just to play with that idea of, you know, maybe there's maybe if the parts of you that feel like mm, that you're less fond of or that that feels sticky or tricky, maybe that's just kind of a landscape that you haven't learned how to navigate yet. Like like I think of how uncomfortable one could be in the marshlands of Florida if you didn't have the right clothes and boots and and gear and maybe even a little tea tree oil to deter the mosquitoes from biting you. Like, But if you have all the right gear, then you could interact with the beautiful wetlands and marshlands and see all the All the beautiful creatures that live there and the different smells and the way that the light moves differently through that place. So sometimes I think we just need to slow down a little to learn how to love these unfamiliar or strange parts of ourselves. So seeing the self as a landscape, I think probably part of what I love about that too is I love the idea that. The macrocosm exists in the microcosm. I think that was another piece in uh, The Alchemist. He talked about, you know, seeing all of the world in a grain of sand, which I think is also a poem, gosh, maybe by William Wordsworth. But the way that there's so much story and meaning that exists in a grain of sand and on some level, there is the whole world in that grain of sand. So I see that with us, with with each of us. And I find and have found for myself that the more I bring this gentle curiosity to the self and the more I open up to love, the more I'm able to kind of integrate all these different landscapes into the whole that is me, whole with a W. <laughs> and I want to really emphasize here, though, it feels really different to bring light, bring attention to things, and get curious and welcome them in from a place of bravery and willingness to be honest with ourselves to be honest with wow that hurts or that wasn't an integrity or i didn't like that or i didn't know what to do or i'm still confused by that or whatever it might be but that that being honest with ourselves i think that's part of what allows us to be in greater intimacy and greater connection with our hearts sometimes and this makes me so sad Self-love can almost be cheapened and made into this idea of kind of sugarcoating everything. Oh no, just love it and it's fine. And, And there's this kind of wanting to gloss over things and that doesn't feel like true love to me. It can be nice, it can be soothing, but it's not deeply satisfying. It reminds me of like... Like a not very nourishing meal, like a super processed snack rather than a real meal with real food. And sure, maybe it takes a little longer to prepare the meal that's of real food, and maybe you have to, you know, eat it with a fork and knife, but it's nourishing. And you feel that deep, deep down in your bones. It's different. And and you're satisfied for longer, right? And so I think that the self-love, the love that I feel I've been able to explore and play with through these self-love letters is the deep, it's deep love. And sometimes the letters are light and effervescent, as I've shared, like in the episode about play, you know, having fun, playing with it all. But even that, it's like, there's depth to it. There's this fierceness and willingness to be honest with myself, to love all the parts and to face the parts, you know, the landscapes that maybe I've been avoiding, the dark caves that maybe make me a little, a a little scared, you know, to be like, wow, you know what, there is a cave there and it's time, it's time to go in there. And you know what, I believe in myself, I can do it. (laughs) And so... Sometimes love and loving all of the parts of ourselves can feel uncomfortable because those parts, you know, they might prefer to be glossed over because then we don't have to fully examine it or fully claim and, 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 what is it I'm trying to say? It's like, there's this way I think about integrating the parts of ourselves as like, taking it as part of ourselves rather than kind of compartmentalizing and disconnecting from it. I see how as we let, let things really be part of us, let ourselves digest it fully, own it fully, take responsibility, all of that, we are able to shine true love on that, right? True love and deep unconditional love. It's not that it ignores the things it doesn't like, it holds all of it and, and shines love on all of it as it evolves and, and even helps us, I think, continuously orient to, wait, what is, what is truly in my integrity? Because that's going to be constantly evolving. I don't think we get it right, maybe ever. And I think we get to continue learning and growing as we go. So deep thoughts, deep thoughts, thoughts with Michaela. And you know what's been happening this entire podcast? I've been holding my ukulele. Would you imagine that? (laughs) I, I often like to warm up my voice a little bit before I do these podcasts. And before I had my two lovely musical instruments, this ukulele and my baby Taylor guitar out here, I would just sing or maybe make some silly sounds, do some scales, various things, and now that I have these instruments, I've been singing a lot before these podcast episodes, and that's partly why I was inspired to share that last little, it feels like a such a tiny song, it's like a songlet, <laughs> a little songlet that I shared with you all in the last episode. And I plan to share more, and I just wanted to acknowledge that. And I really look forward to that. I feel like songs and songwriting, and it's been a way that I have really honored some of the parts of my heart and my mind that can maybe feel harder to love, I think. I have a lot of deep feelings and there's been a way that with songwriting, it's been nice to give those feelings a way to take shape and take form and be creative and expressive. And so a lot of the songs that I've written, they communicate deep feeling and they almost feel like a love letter to that feeling. Dandelion is about... Oh, it's raining again. Oh, you guys, it's really raining. I love the sound of it. I bet, I bet the mic isn't picking this up, but it's lovely. Dandelion, the song I played for you all last time, feels like a love letter to this feeling that I had when I moved from Iowa to Colorado. This kind of wistful, tender experience of Knowing it was time to move, time to have a new experience, and feeling the depth and the weight of that, as well as the lightness and possibility of that, the freedom of that. So I look forward to sharing that song with you more in the future, and in the meantime, I think it's time for our beloved phrase. But before that, I want to quickly say, if you like this podcast, it helps me so much if you leave a review, if you share it directly with somebody, and if you ever want to reach out to me to tell me, hey, I want to hear more about this. Will you spend more time on this book? You know I'm reading. Your girl is reading. I'm reading a whole new... Basically, I'm reading three books right now. (laughs) Um, I'm reading... Books all the time. If there's books that you'd like me to read and reflect on on here, if there's anything that you would like to have me explore in the world of love signals, let me know. Reach out. I have an email for this podcast specifically. It's called Love Signals Podcast at Gmail dot com. And also, if you ever want to learn more about tapping or learn more about parts work or inner child work. I'm a coach and I would love to talk with you about it, work with you. We could create something really beautiful together. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to your heart and and going out there and being a love signal for the world. With that, I will close with our beloved phrase. There is so much love here for you. May you feel it more and more every single day, every moment, every breath. Until next time, take care.